and we're back. Today is April 21st, 2023. We are nearing the end of the month. It's been a pretty good month, I'd say. I've accomplished a lot. I went to the eye doctor yesterday. So yeah, things are on the up and up. I ended up taking off last week. Um, last week wrapped up our spring break here in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. And um, due to unforeseen circumstances, I was not able to get home and edit last week's podcast. So um, it's going on today. Obviously, if you're looking at the title, we've reached the finale. We did it. I think this was something that was thought about for a long time now. And um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the main point, the main gist, and the main reason towards the end. Um, I don't want to take away from my very special guest today. I figured since today is the finale, the wrap-up of season two, I'd sit down with the person who really started it all. I've been looking forward to this one for a while now, and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do. Yeah, it was good to catch up with my good friend and my guest today. So we'll go ahead and kick it off now. I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for tuning in today. Happy Friday, friends. Here we go. And now in the studio, my friend who is really the one that pushed me to kind of start this podcast and we work together and he's the whole reason this podcast exists. So welcome to the studio, Will Reynolds. Hello. Uh, I think you're giving me more credit than I deserve there. It is true though. I mean, you were like, that. you're the first person I really told that I was thinking about starting a podcast and you were like, hey, you should. I mean, it's pretty easy to just be... Uh, 20-something with a microphone. You suck. <laughs> well, you do a good job, so you know what? Uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I took a year off, um, especially, like, you know, uh, when we worked at the radio together, but I took a year off, and then I was really, like, the thing I missed about my job so much about the radio is, like, interviewing people, and so, like, I learned how to do that at the radio and like you helped a lot with that and so it was good to get back into that and I've missed it so I'm glad to be back um, behind her microphone you gotta keep it going I mean I respect it I mean me neither you know what uh my time at the radio station taught me a lot but you know the most important part what is that I got to be friends with you I knew you were gonna say something cheesy (laughs) you are currently in school at college where do you attend I'm at Western Kentucky University. So you're wrapping up your first year. What is your major in? I'm a broadcasting major. Surprise, surprise. Do you think the rate, like working at the radio station, like influenced you to do the major? Or did you do the radio because you thought that you would want to major in broadcasting? How, how did that kind of play out for you? I wanted to do broadcasting and I was like, the radio would help a lot with that. But It turns out I learned a lot at the radio station that has helped me in school so far. So, I mean, it was a very, very good experience. You and I both met at the radio station where we worked at at the time. And I think you were 17 when I met you. So you were still like high school. You were a senior. Do you want to hear the story? I remember the exact day that I met you. What happened? Uh, First time we met each other. Uh, I think it was like after my first or second week at the radio station. This is the first time we like uh, talked to each other. I think I'd seen her before. We, so I'm talking directly to the fans. I'm not even talking to you at this point. We had to work. Uh, I think it was the Heartland. Was it the Children's Festival? It was a Children's Fair. Yeah, at Freeman Lake. Yeah. Uh, so we were working that uh, together. I was well, like we rode separately over there and. So, like, I started setting stuff up, and then, like, you showed up, 
and you were shaking like a leaf on the tree. You were. I was shaking. You weren't shaking. You were just kind of standing there, like all shy, just like reserved. I didn't want to be there. That's why, truthfully. I could tell. But so you were standing there. You were like, you know, you were like standing behind Jody, like she was your mom. Jody is my mom forever and ever. Amen. I mean, you know what? I I second that. But you need to get her on here. You're right. I should. I will look into that. But anyways, so you were standing there and I was standing there. I was also a little bit nervous. I can't lie because we both were tasked with working the table for the radio station and we had to hand out stuff to kids and um, neither of us were too thrilled about that because all the, everybody else was out like, you know, doing their thing with the radio station and we had to sit at that table and represent the station. No, we didn't even get to sit. We didn't even get chairs. We had to stand there, remember? We didn't sit. We stood behind this table, and we passed out, like, McDonald's cups. Man, I really forgot about that, the children's fair. How long were you at the radio? We quit at the same time, but you started in... I started in August. August of 2021. And then you quit before you went to school in August, right? So did you stay this summer, or you didn't stay this summer? I stayed all summer. July 31st was my last day. I remember that specifically. We quit around the same time, and you also played a huge part in why I left. I left because of you. I would like to clear the record and say that I didn't quit. Uh, I resigned from my position because I was unable to continue working at the radio station. Uh, I'm not a quitter. I also resigned. I put my two weeks in. I was very professional. I resigned because I had been accepted for the job I have now, which is with the schools. You actually do have a gig as a radio DJ? Um, about to be on, on campus. I need to still fill out some stuff to do that. But next semester, for sure, I'm going to be working at the uh, on-campus radio station as a DJ. Do you want to share what station people can listen in or tune in on? It's 91.7 in Bowling Green. So you're a sports person. When you worked at the radio, you worked for our sports uh, team? No, sports. Uh, yeah, I was on the sports team the same way that you were on the news team. I just did the sports update every morning. Did you keep up with March Madness this year? Oh boy, did I. Did you? No, I was going to ask you if it was over. Oh, you want to get into it? Let's do it. Who did you originally have winning March Madness this year? Uh, as a whole, that's embarrassing. Kansas, but they lost to uh, Arkansas. If you've noticed this year, um, your final four was all a four seed, a five seed, a five seed, and a nine seed, uh, which it isn't out of the ordinary for a lower seed to be in there. But if you look at last year, you have um, teams that are historically – in the uh, tournament, high in the tournament, Final Four, which are your Blue Bloods. I'm educating Anna here, so stick with us. Duke, uh, Kansas, North Carolina, Villanova, those kind of teams. The teams that are in Power Five conferences and the teams that are historically usually in there. And this year you don't have a single Blue Blood in your Final Four, and there's a reason for that. And there's also a reason why if you looked at the – the AP poll for the entire season, uh, it changed so much. It varied a lot in what teams were up there. And that's because a lot of the teams were very evenly matched. And that's also because of the uh, transfer portal this year where players uh, stopped going to all the same schools because their transfer portal, a lot of really good players started going to a lot of different schools and that evened out your pool 
and that made a lot of teams way better as opposed to just being your power fives and your blue bloods being the same good schools over and over again. And that gives you this final four with the only team that's even been to the final four before being UConn and they're a four seed. But so this whole transfer portal thing has given way to even out the field a lot. And there's even a lot of issues with the transfer portal, which they're really trying to address because it's making it pretty crazy. But it's made a really good tournament this year because it's almost impossible to predict the actual winner because there were so many upsets. There was a the second ever 16 seed upset when um, Fairleigh Dickinson University uh, beat Purdue, which was a number one seed. And it's the second time in NCAA basketball history that a 16 seed beat a one seed in the NCAA tournament. And the other time that happened was actually like five years ago-ish when Virginia lost to University of Maryland in Baltimore. It's UMBC. I'm not exactly sure what that stands for. It's Baltimore is where they are. You got really into that. You did. Um, you just turned 19. Your, your birthday happened last month. How was it? Uh, didn't feel any different. I don't think... Um, I don't think the birthdays between 18, or no, actually just this birthday. Because once you turn 20, that feels different, because then you have a different number at the beginning of your age, right? Does anything really happen in your twenty, like in your 20th year of life? No, but you get to say 2-0 instead of 1-whatever-other number. You know, you get to a big milestone. What happens when you turn 21 should happen when you turn 20. I feel like that's a bigger milestone than 21. I mean, I don't get how they decided on 18, 21, and 25. Well, 25 is the only one that actually makes sense because um, there's a scientific reason for having to be 25 for stuff. But, uh, like, 19, just nothing at all happens. And then 20, obviously, there's not much different that you can do. Like, when you turn 16, you can drive. When you turn 18, you can um, vote. You can do all that other stuff. Uh, when you turn 21, you can uh, drink whatnot. I remember when you you could smoke cigarettes when you were 18, and now they've bumped that to 21, which is quite interesting to me. Which is um, a great idea. Fantastic. Fantastic. Because when you're 18, you're still in high school, and you buy cigarettes and vapes and whatever else, and they would sell it to the younger kids in high school, and it would just um, go all over high school with me all over. I mean, they you know they still get stuff they're not supposed to, but it makes it a lot harder. For sure. That actually does make sense. Um so, just transitioning back to your college, you have, I think you said, you have four weeks left of the semester. What are your plans for the summer? Are you coming back to E-Town, or what is the plan for you? I'll be in E-Town all summer. Come see me. I don't know where I'm going to be, but come see me. Are you working? Um, Not in the usual sense. I'll be doing a lot of farm work this summer. You know that I work with middle schoolers, so what do you, what is your take on that? Like, me, a teacher... Working with middle schoolers, being in charge of middle schoolers. What are your thoughts on that? I'm surprised you're still uh, sane, mentally sound. I think that uh, takes a takes a toll on a person. Uh, I was around a middle school teacher for a very long time because my dad taught in middle school. And uh, he acted like a middle schooler sometimes. He still does. You know, the other day I went out with a friend and I went out to eat at this place called Sims in E-Town. No, Sim. Yeah, I'd never been there before. And I got, I spilled rice on myself and I was making like this big deal about it. There was a lady sitting next to us with her husband 
and she got up and she looked at me and I was like, I'm so sorry, like to be making like a ruckus. And she just said, it's fine. I work with middle schoolers. Well, you could have said same. Just in my mind, it hit me like, does she, does she think I, does she think I'm a middle schooler? Like, uh, it's just that they're used to more crazy stuff happening, crazier stuff happening around them that if you, if you cause a minor disturbance in public, they'll be like, well, it can't be worse than what happens at middle school. I don't know how I ended up here. I got a message for the middle schoolers, if you don't mind. All right, middle schoolers, listen up to Mr. Will. Uh, my message to all you middle schoolers listening, if there are any, I don't believe people listen to this podcast. What I want to tell all the kids out there is, you know what, uh, middle school was kind of hard, you know, 7th and 8th grade at least. I think 6th grade's pretty easy, but 7th and 8th grade, it, get, it gets pretty difficult sometimes, you know. Um, you just gotta, you gotta stick with it. And then high school, same thing. You're there for even longer. You stick with it. You uh, respect your teachers, unless they're substitute. No more mic time for you. Your time is up. Is there any more like actual advice? Because it was kind of good. I was getting there. So respect your teachers. Uh, join some clubs. I think you'll uh, you'll meet a lot of great people in your clubs. Now that I think about it, it's actually pretty. Middle school is pretty small, so you probably already know everybody there in the clubs. But still, join your clubs. Uh, I think clubs are actually what helped me get to where I am right now because um, at my high school, I was in a sports journalism club, and that's why I got into journalism. So there you go. But join some clubs, uh, get involved, because I think looking back when you get to as old as I am in about six, seven years, six, five, six years, actually it's coming up, uh, you'll look back and you'll regret not doing things. So do as much as you can, right? Get involved. Do some after-school activities. Do your sports, your band, your whatever. Do clubs. Do all that stuff because, you know, you're only there for a short time. It's shorter than you think. You know, you're, you're only in middle school for three years. You're only in high school for four. And it seems like it's forever. It seems like it's dragging by while you're in it. But really, you, you got to take advantage of that time because, if you just wish it all away, then you're going to be looking back in five, six years and be like, well, where'd the time go? So that's my advice to the middle schoolers. Yeah. Guys, listen to Will. He has some great advice sometimes. Sometimes. Can we get personal here? If you want to. You just talked to the middle schoolers about like staying in school, like staying involved. You're in a place now where you're finishing up your first year of college. And we've kind of talked kind of where you are at mentally with college and you ever feel like quitting or where where do you kind of stand on that uh, the first thing I'll say is college is not right for everybody uh, college is really expensive it's too expensive no matter where you are on the uh, debate of because I know a lot of people in the country think college should be free a lot of people think it should stay expensive it should not be as expensive as it is I'll tell you that right now um, cause even after paying tuition, you still have to pay for each of your classes individually. So, but point is, uh, not everybody needs college to make it in the world. I think, um, a lot of the people that make the most money, like outside of say doctors and engineers and stuff are people that are just doing like trades, like, uh, electricians or plumbers or that kind of stuff. You can make a lot of money just doing what you're good at. And now it may seem harder than other professions to make money doing what you're good at but 
you can't really um, just have the idea that going to college is going to land you a good job and a solid career and and make you happy because you can have like your degree and your career that you had been planning for but maybe you aren't happy with it right so there's a lot of factors that kind of go together in that sense so I think college is where I should be at least for right now but I think there are a lot of avenues for you to be successful and happy because the main thing is happy I think and I don't know where else to go with this statement because this can get pretty deep pretty quick but um, for any of you who are in college uh, first semester was rough I'd say uh, made a lot of friends uh, lost a lot of friends um, all my closest friends are at least an hour away or more and it it can be hard at first but I think you know what the same advice applies to the middle schoolers applies to college students gotta get involved gotta do stuff you gotta get at, get out there you know because you interact with more people make friends you do all that stuff and I don't know where my next two, three years will take me in college, but I'm I'm hoping they lead me to the right place. Yeah. Like, where do you feel like you want to head? Like, where are you headed? Right now, and I'll say after working at a radio station, I was like, I'm never going to work in radio again. Uh, I was like, TV is where it's at. I want to be in TV. I'm taking two classes right now. They're basically the equivalent of each other. One's TV, one's radio. And taking the radio one just kind of makes me feel like radio is where I'm supposed to be. I want to get somewhere with the opportunity to grow, to reach a bigger audience, to have all these opportunities. And I know some of those opportunities are there here in E-Town, but I think the biggest opportunities are probably elsewhere, for me at least. Does that scare you to think that you might end up somewhere besides here? Because you've grown up here, right? So... What do you think about when you think about the idea of like leaving your hometown? I think it's um it'll be hard at least partially, but I guess I always kind of had the the idea in mind that I would eventually go somewhere else. Um I think it'll be it'll be a big change, but it's one that I'm willing to make. It's one that I'm kind of preparing for mentally every day. Uh, I'm going to try to at least live in an apartment for one year at school, which I made this decision the other day. I'm going to try to live in an apartment at least once just so I know what it's like when I go somewhere else to get an apartment. Um, Just stuff, little things I'm doing to kind of mentally prepare for that uh, because it probably will be hard. It will be a big change of pace. I think college has kind of prepared me for that a little bit, living away from home. It's the first time I've ever lived away from home for more than like a week. So, yeah. Well, I know your future is bright because you have a great mindset of how to stay a hard worker. And I don't know, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. So I'm really excited to see what your future holds. But what does your future hold? Um, One thing I have talked about on a lot on this season is just personal growth. And like you and I have talked a lot about this from where I started 2021. 2021 is when I graduated from college and then I got the job in the radio that summer and that's kind of where I met you 
And through that, um, I went through a really hard thing in my life where I had to figure out how to do life on my own because when I graduated from college, I was living with my parents and things kind of fell apart at home and I was immediately had to leave my home. And so it was like a huge struggle of like trying to find myself, trying to find what I enjoyed doing. Um, this huge chapter of my life where I really had to learn how to grow independently. And I had so many people telling me different things and I'll never forget like when you were talking about quitting and I told you how unhappy I was at the radio and not because of anyone there. I just did not enjoy what I was doing. And you were like, you should quit and find something that makes you happy if you're not happy here. And that's something that will always stick with me. I don't even know if you realize like how impactful that was to me, but um, it truthfully was something I just was not happy doing. I was doing it basically for the money and um, I made great experiences there. I got to meet a lot of people and learn how to do social skills and interview people and travel and all these different things. And so now I've landed a job where I get to work with middle schoolers and help them grow into what makes them happy. And so just having that impact has been like a huge like blessing in disguise that I didn't even know I needed. And I see kids who kind of deal with issues that I dealt with when I was living at home. And so like for me, it's been, I understand now why I went through the radio and how um, working at the radio, I met someone who got me a foot in the door to work in the schools and work as a substitute. And so right now I'm, I'm still kind of trying to figure out I actually, and I don't even know if I told you this yet, but the principal of the school I work at had asked me the other day, like, would you consider coming back next year uh, in some capacity? And she said that she just really complimented me to the board and said, we really want you back. And I didn't even think I had made that huge of an impact on the students. I I get a lot on social media where I'm, people just kind of question like how I'm there, or who let me be in charge. And I know it's all jokes, but I truly didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. I just wanted to do something where I could work with students and they're honestly teaching me more than I'm probably teaching them just about myself and how to be a better person. And it's really cool to just kind of see them grow and uh, form like relationships and actually start to care about these students and their futures and their home lives and to be a part of that. So yeah, I don't know what the future holds. Um, that's definitely been an option in the back of my mind is returning to the schools. I don't know. I feel like I'm close to finding what I really enjoy in life. Dang, that was deeper than I thought it was going to be, but thank you for sharing. I've come to a place where I'm learning to like heal from past like trauma, and you've been a big part in that. So I think I'm doing all right, wouldn't you say? I think uh, better than when I... Well, I was going to say when I met you, but when I met you, you were still chilling. And then you got kicked out. Better than back then. Well, like, uh, you know what? Better as a whole. Because now you are finding your way. Cause, and that that actually kind of makes me think of one more piece of advice. Uh, like you said, you were absolutely miserable at your job. And nobody else was really saying anything about it. And... So I'm glad that we got to talk all the time, even if it interfered with me actually completing all my work. You know, if you are miserable in the job that you do, if you aren't happy, if you if it's like taking a toll on you mentally and physically, um, there's no point in continuing to do it, even if it does like help you uh, 
with your income. If that is an issue, then I guess stay there. But the longer you wait, the harder it is to actually quit, to pull the plug. Because the longer you're there, the more responsibilities you'll take on. And you'll just continue to be unhappy. It'll be like a downward spiral. It's like a snowball. And the bigger the snowball is, the harder it is to stop. So if you notice these problems early on and you're able to, then just get out of there. Because there's no point in continuing to stay there. We we talk a lot about the radio station and kind of, I don't want people to get confused and and think that, oh, I just had such a miserable time there because of people there. Um, I not only got to form friendships with you, but so many people that work at the radio station who helped me not only in this career as a radio broadcaster, but in my personal life as well. So I wanted to kind of shout out some people and you can add to that list as well. Um, I think the main thing that was making you miserable was not the people, but rather just the workload. It was just a bad situation as a whole. If there was more people like on that news team, it would have been uh, much more efficient. I'm not speaking uh, like I'm not uh, blaming that on anybody that worked at the radio station. Um, Anna did. Anna worked her butt off. She did a fantastic job with what she was given. Uh, props to her. Same thing. Met a ton of people there that I'm very thankful for those connections. Uh, and I hope they come in use in the future. Absolutely. So first off, I want to shout out to um, my work mom, Trisha. Trisha was absolutely vital in helping me get the job. She was the one I interviewed with her and Bill, of course, the owner of the radio station. Um, and so she was one who really helped me quite literally find my voice. Uh, when you go on the radio, you don't talk in your norm, your normal, just conversational voice. You have to really give your voice emphasis on important topics, especially in the news. Um, you have to be able to really work well with your voice and find your voice. And also she helped me find my voice in life. She helped me get out of the situation I was going through and she helped me land on my feet and so many other people at the radio um Jody who we're both very fond of Kelly um who has just been someone that gives me motivation every day when I didn't think I could get through it just checking in on me uh Uncle Kevin he was an absolute mess but I love the man Brian and Eric who have absolutely been so caring through my situations and also wanted to help me as best as they could with the news and also Myrna. We cannot forget Aunt Myrna. I'm just so thankful for that whole team over there that helped me with my career but also with my personal life. They were they really truly did become family to me. Well I will add my boy Adam because he uh helped me a lot with the tech stuff. He made me really interested in like audio engineering and audio tech. So uh, thank you for that. If he if he hears this, uh, great guy, very helpful. Every time I would have a problem or anything, I'd walk over to him and he'd be right over there to help. So his radio voice is excellent. Um, I will say I have known <laughs> I've known Jody and Trisha since I was like five, six years old. Aren't they so great though? Oh, they're amazing. Or else I wouldn't want to be around them. But I was like, I've known them for this long, and I want to work with them. So I also want to give a shout out to Scott. He, for like the last two weeks that he was at the radio station, he taught me so much and I would just like go hang out with him all day. And he taught me how to work everything and how to speak on the radio and all that stuff. So big ups. No, thank you to everyone over there. And thanks especially to Bill for giving me the chance to work there and giving us the experience. Absolutely.
grateful. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Anna, for um, thanking the radio station for meeting me. Uh, I know you're so thankful for that, even though you didn't say it, but uh, we all know you meant it. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to wrap up this episode because Anna will just keep it going for a couple more hours if I don't. But you know what? I'll say thank you. Thank you to Anna for having me on the podcast. Uh, you know, she's able to um, put together such an amazing podcast with so little resources. So... With that, uh, yeah, this has been, what's this podcast called? This has been News Reporter Anna. I'm not Anna. I'm Will. Um, you can find me everywhere on the internet. Uh, Will Reynolds at underscore Will Reynolds on Instagram. I have my own podcast, but they kind of suck, so don't listen to those. Uh, I have a music blog, alwaysinrotation.com. Check that out. It's dope. Um, that's about it. Yeah, um, I guess I'll pass it back to Anna. I don't have much else to say. Uh, thank you, lovely people, for listening. Well said, friend grateful to will for being a good friend and hopping on the podcast this week and now the part that i've been dreading um i thought when i got to the point where i would have to talk about this that i'd i'd be fine to talk about it um this podcast has been i'm not sure if there's any other simple way to say this but uh, for me this podcast has been uh, a way to heal uh, from things that i I've dealt with more recently in my personal life and I've tried to to be as vulnerable as I can be um, sharing that information with you all. Yeah, life has been, life has thrown some major curveballs in my life uh, just in the past uh, year, year and a half. Um, learning how to be independent and uh, I think really ultimately learning how to, to be my own person. I think when you get out in the world as an adult that Gosh, there are so many voices telling you different things, and um, how do you how do you know which one's right? Like, um, that's something I'm still trying to figure out in in my life, and um, I think that's probably something I'll struggle with for a long time because um, there was a huge part of my life where I was just constantly being a, a shadow to someone who I looked up to in my life. And when that was stripped away, I really had to learn this is my own life. And maybe you're in that position too, or maybe um, you feel like you're having to be a puppet. I guess if there's one thing I would want you to take away from this podcast is that it's never too late to be your own person. For me, I'm slowly moving towards the idea that there are things now that I need to heal on my own. Um, There's a lot of things that I need to work on uh, so I will uh, be stepping away from the podcast for a little bit. Um, this is not the end. Uh, this might be the end of season two, but there will be a season three. Gosh, I have such a great support team. And yeah, community is everything. You are not meant to go through life alone. So make sure that you have a community around you that to support you and rally behind you uh, in all things. Um, thank you so much for your support. Can't wait to get back to it uh, when I am ready and healed and moved on. So until then, my friends, thank you so much for your support and we'll see you on season three.